Hello, my name is Ernie Vecchio, author, trauma psychologist, and mentor, inviting you to join me on the Heart is Compass podcast. As is always the case, the path forward is inward. I will see you on the inside. I was reading in the uh, on the news this morning that uh, they're saying it's going to be 2025 before New York City gets the tourism back up to where it was in 2019 no, before no. the virus. Twenty twenty five. Oh my gosh. So that's four plus years mm-hmm. before New York gets back to some shape of normal. Oh. And I'm sure that's true for all over the country. Mm-hmm. It has been a hot spot of some kind where people have moved or left or you know, are not coming back to because it's a hot spot. For people that haven't even begun to do any kind of depth work, inner work, and something like this hits, and they're kind of stuck with themselves. I mean, I just feel really grateful that I had done the work that I had done up to the point where this hit, because I can't imagine being stuck with yourself when you've never really done any kind of self-inventory. Yeah, yeah, particularly if yeah, if, you're, if your outside life, if your external life is all you have, uh, then, yeah, you're kind of um, – going to be pretty bummed out mm-hmm. because you have no sanctuary yeah which is which is an internal thing anyway right mm-hmm. uh, so and without the sanctuary yeah you're kind of left to uh, left to yourself and then the only uh, predator that that we have as human beings is each other we are our predator mm-hmm. so to speak mm-hmm. well if I'm not externalizing that predator side of myself, then I'm turning that predator in on myself. Right, right. Yeah, if I if I can't kick your ass, I'm going to kick my own. Mm-hmm. That's what it gets down to. If I can't critique you and criticize you, control you, whatever it is that, that the shadow plays out, if I can't externalize that, then I'm going to internalize it and, and be worse for it. Can't put a mask on the human shadow. Mm. Because it's already wearing a mask. And the shadow's not going to wear two masks. No. I'm not gonna wear I'm not gonna wear a mask over top of its mask, right? Oh. I said back when all this happened with the pandemic and everybody was fighting the mask, I said, Well, you know, watch this. You can't put a mask on the human shadow and and sure enough, all the people that were fighting wearing the mask were just revealing their shadows. Mm. The mask wasn't just to protect you from catching the virus. Wearing the mask was so you won't give it to anybody else right. in case you have it. And so the people that are not wearing the mask don't give a shit about anybody else but themselves. That's it. And that's the shadow. Wow. That's a pretty powerful image and message right there. And you can break it down politically or whatever, but it really has got nothing to do with politics. You know, I, I said and have said in my book, you know, and I've said in other books, we have been neglecting taking responsibility for the human shadow for decades. Mm-hmm. You know, most of us are trying to be like somebody else rather than mm-hmm. be ourselves. And there's such a, a freedom in that, no matter what is going on. I mean, there is. There's just a freedom in knowing who you are and being that. Well, that's why, that's why I like that Parker Palmer's uh, line where he said that I'd like to think that whatever I did in my young life, <laughs> Good or bad, that I at least was showing up as myself. Yeah, yeah. We have a section of the culture that's telling people that, you know, 
how you think is how you feel. And if you can get a hold of your thoughts and be present with that thinking, then that's as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. And then you have the shadow side, which is the ego who's doing all the observing. And then you actually have the you know, consciousness itself that is only available to you if you if you feel and emote your way through all of that stuff. But until a person does get to that, um, you are consciousness, a deliberate guided intelligence, um, aren't you kind of lost? Well, yeah, but you don't know you're lost. That's what ignorance of bliss means. If you don't know what you're missing, you can't be upset about what you're missing. The thing that I'm trying to bring back in my work is that psychology has its roots in philosophy. And uh, you have to become and want to become a philosopher in your life, Mm -hmm. which means you have to have a love for wisdom. Mm -hmm. And you have to also have an appreciation of where wisdom comes from, which is from adversity and pain. Mm -hmm. The people that don't have a philosophy of life, they have a belief system, but they don't have a philosophy. And what they do is they borrow somebody else's philosophy. You know, when I said in one of our one of our discussions that we don't get any any older than Jesus, any older than thirty three, I failed to put in there in parentheses, Jesus has already done the work. We don't have to do it. So I think on some unconscious level, this idea that somebody died for us, martyred themselves for us, we don't have to martyr ourselves. And there's a certain amount of martyrdom. If you're going to do death and rebirth, that literally has to happen. Mm-hmm. You walk into the sacrifice voluntarily, and that's really what what a catharsis would be. And a catharsis is walking into the suffering voluntarily and trying to sit with it and hold you know, and hold the space for it to be, so that it will dissipate at some level. And in the, and in doing that, you're melting the ego. The veil comes down, you see life from a different vantage point, and now you've arrived into another existential place. Hmm. Wow. That's the benefit of sitting with your pain, is to melt that veil that allows you to transcend the past and come into the present and then see the future, which are those sights, hindsight, insight, and foresight. I mean, you're not going to melt those veils any other way. And what I loved about working with trauma is the trauma kind of did the work for the person. In other words, the trauma collapsed the veil for them, mm-hmm. which they would never have done on their own accord. Yeah. And so they were they were in kind of an existential crisis when I was seeing them. They weren't just going through trauma. They were also in a, you know, the whole world just looked different because of where they were. Yeah. And uh, so it was an opportunity for me to get a lot of things done. In a very short amount of time, uh, you know, I say short amount of time, you know, 14 to 16 months, short amount of time. That's also intriguing and amazing to me. Just the the piece of how religion and specifically the idea of Jesus doing our suffering for us has prevented humankind from evolving and maturing past a certain understanding? Yeah, I I think that the reason that the midlife crisis exists is because the 
the gods that we worship in the Western world, at least, never got past midlife, hmm. which means they never got the advantage of old age mm-hmm. and the wisdom that comes with old age. And so we had to go to the Eastern part of the world to find an older person to to fill in the other half of that equation, which ends up being Eastern philosophy and, and really is a right hemisphere specific belief system. Again, as you're, as you're collapsing veils, which are there, you know, because of the ego, as you're collapsing those veils, it really is just a, a slow, methodical way of becoming whole-brained. Mm-hmm. So then you can access the other two brains that you possess, which is your heart and stomach. You know, you're not going to access the other three brains, or I'm sorry, the other two brains, if you don't, if you don't get out of your head, so to speak. And one way of doing that is um, combining or integrating or understanding Western um, belief and Eastern belief as far as the masters of, of those two, Buddha and Jesus. Before they were anything, they were all a study of one. Mm-hmm. And you look at any great teachers that we that, that are in our textbooks or in our Bibles or our oracles, depending upon where you are in the world, if you look at all these people, they were studies of one. They did an enormous amount of self-work mm-hmm. and self-discovery. And mm-hmm. so and then they just kind of made religion out of the process. The needle turns in art, compass heart. Get the feeling it's pointing to the start Something so much bigger So much better 